Friday night, and you know what that means. We are back once again for another edition of FNR. Those three letters stand for Friday Night Review. I am your boy, Cam G. And, of course, we are joined today with a special guest replacement for Jamie V. Will Gray. He is the producer on my show on Wednesday nights on River City Radio. And tonight, he is filling in for Jamie. And, of course, to my top left is my partner in crime every single Friday night, the man himself, Scouts. Gentlemen, what's going on tonight on this Friday evening i mean smackdown was good that's it's, it's as easy as that like this was a good show yes yes um probably a, probably a hot, a hot take for me but i think this was probably one of the best smackdowns probably in a while honestly this this smackdown to me felt more like smackdown than the past couple have and i don't know if it's because of the I don't know if it's because of the, the Roman effect. I know Roman wasn't on this uh, particular episode, but maybe it's because of his aura. And now he's back in the storyline and things like that. But it just felt it just felt right. This felt like a a smackdown that it's supposed to feel like. And I hope they go and we, we even got a stacked card for for next Friday. So I hope they keep this momentum going into Survivor Series. So, yeah, this was this was honestly a great show. I enjoyed it from start to finish. I watched Smackdown live. From beginning to end. Okay, so that means I watched NXT on Tuesday with Scows. <laughs> I watched Dynamite on Wednesday for the boom. And I watched SmackDown Live for FNR. So Fellas, one thing we got ourselves a wrestling fan. <laughs> Is he here? You. You. I'm talking about you. You're actually oh. watching the shows live. <laughs> <laughs> I uh so oh this is this was the I, that was about all the good I had to say. No. <laughs> I think that in if there was a week to have to watch a lot of live wrestling, this was a good week for it. Like there wasn't a bad show on all week. I wouldn't say there was any show that was like groundbreaking, set records, changed the game good. But there wasn't a bad show on all week. That wasn't NXT, Raw, Dynamite, Impact, NWA, SmackDown. Everybody had a good week this week. It's a good week to be a wrestling fan. Uh, I don't want to jump ahead in the show, but if tonight was not was an indication that Vince is no longer here, your mind is just <laughs> out there if you don't believe he's finally gone. Because Things that happen tonight should be a clear indication that Triple H is 100% running creative. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that I didn't even that didn't even cross my mind, but yeah, you you're definitely right about that. Definitely. 
So what was your fav- favorite part of the show tonight, fellas? Man, I mean, there's so there's so much good. Uh, it's hard to pick just one thing. Uh, for me, I would say match-wise, I would have to go with uh, the tag team match with uh, A-Town Down Under and uh, Dragon Lee and my boy Cameron Grimes. I loved that because um, it was it was a mini banger. I think it was it wasn't a full blown banger, but it was a mini banger. But I like that match uh, not only because of the in ring action, but outside of that was because of the fact that they they took the time to to highlight a a new new or newer heel tag team in you know Austin Theory and Grayson Waller, but they also took two guys who aren't really fully over yet. And Cameron Grimes, I'm a huge Cameron Grimes fan, and obviously Dragon Lee, and they're and they're pushing for you know to get Dragon Lee over, give him that big push. So I loved how they just took those four guys and and highlighted them. It was outside of the bloodline. It's outside of you know the the main people that you always see, Ke- you know Kevin Owens, whoever. So that I, I definitely enjoyed about that match in general. I was like, wow, this is this is something different. So I definitely enjoyed that. Got a special guest. <laughs> Hello. So, hi, Shadow. I thought I'd appear on some wrestling content because y'all are marks. <laughs> Shadow, do you know what the word mark means? Yeah, it's what I get in my, my daily book when my wife gets mad at me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely a good way to put it. <laughs> SmackDown to me, if it's a indication of how Triple H is going to be booking in the future, I appreciate it because the old school territory in my heart appreciates the fact that he books his shows the way old school bookers booked in a sense that the story from beginning to end of the card wasn't just a series of matches and promos. They all went in a coherent story with a peak and valley, the way same way you do storytelling. Anybody who has any basic sense of writing understands that you have to have peaks and valleys in your writing. Not everything can be at a 10. And Triple H is really good at making the stuff that's a four or five still seem like a 10, even though importance of it, it's not. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes sense. I mean, I watched SmackDown. I got home around eight-ish. I watched it, and I watched a lot more of it than I have in recent weeks. Usually, I'll just turn it on as background noise, but I actually paid attention to shit on my screen tonight. And what, was your, what was your favorite part of it? When, uh, you know, Bianca came back, because now I have someone to boo again for fun. <laughs> I just can't I was surprised. Bianca Cena and John Cena on the same show. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, I thought only one could be seen at a time. Because she left and then he came back. Yeah, but you can't see him. We can see her. I didn't think she was coming back yet. I thought they would have waited to have her debut like after Summer Sl- after uh, Survivor Series or something along those lines. I don't... Okay. I didn't feel she was needed yet. My actual favorite part of the show was the backstage segment between Aldis and uh, Pierce. When he said, let the games begin, bro, 
I'm here for brand warfare. I'm not. I don't care. But we're we're we're, we're, we're more we're more than likely getting Raw versus SmackDown in the Survivor Series, and I don't care for it. Speaking, if I can make one more point, speaking of the Raw versus SmackDown thing, apparently 2K is going to be no more in the next game, and they're bringing back Raw versus SmackDown. Interesting. So, why are you not for it, Cam? What's the reason? Because it's because it's pointless. Like, because again, it, it's the same argument that I made last week. With they have they have they have to make me care. It, it's the same thing with like the women's tag team titles. It's like I don't care for them. You know what I mean? Like, if if their whole thing is going to be a five on five for brand supremacy, which means nothing in the long run. But what okay. if they put stakes on it? That's what I'm saying. Put that's what I'm saying. Put some stakes on it. Make it feel important. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like the winner gets to pick their number entrant. They come in, the last person standing. The other five get this area to choose from, and the person who gets pinned should have to start one if he's in the rumble. Like something like go. that. I don't I like that. Interesting. I don't like that because the, the whole fun of the Royal Rumble is the fact of the, the randomness to it. I don't want to know who's but coming out where. It's really they don't have not. to announce it. They just be like, hey, I, I'm picking my number, but you don't know what number I'm coming in. The only one you really know is technically one and two. Like that's the only ones that are usually announced, and that would be the only one that would actually be announced out of this match would be the loser, they would have to start one. Everything else can be, they, they would pick up the number. I, I just want to say that uh, I enjoyed Will just wearing the scarf earlier this week. And Cam, take your shirt off. <laughs> That's not happening, dog. <laughs> so the reaction from Cam on his own show when he saw that happening was hilarious. <laughs> what about the seamlessness of Will just Doing it behind the cutscene, I, I missed it. Like, and then <laughs> after he comes back, he's just wearing a scarf. And next thing you know, there's Mike taking his shirt off live on cam. I was like, "Oh crap, here we go." They really dropped. <laughs> well, they really dropped the cam, boom on that one. While Cam wasn't even realized he was doing it, like Cam was in the middle of a talk, and all of a sudden Mike's taking his shirt off. He looks back, and goes, "Crap." <laughs> <laughs> It was just, it was great. It was great TV. Will, what's your take on the brand warfare since these two have answered? <laughs> um, I think brand, this will make Scows real happy. <laughs> um, I think one way to really make a brand split matter is for them to go head to head and for them to battle it out. Uh, looking in most recently in the past five years, you look at 2019. You remember the stirrup it caused because of how strong NXT Black and Gold was booked going into that pay-per-view to a point that in a head-to-head count for winning matches, they won with huge wins for Roddy Strong over AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. You look at wins in the tag team division for the Street Profits on the pre-show against the New Day at that time. Then some of the other wins. You look at Pete Dunne and uh, Adam Cole, how strong they were booked. So I think if you want to hammer home how important a brand split is, 
have the head-to-head battle at Survivor Series and make it mean something. I love the idea of the sole survivor having the opportunity to choose his entrance in the Royal Rumble. I think that's a genius booking because that's not something they've ever done. And they've always booked that sole survivor to mean something going into the Rumble. So to book it with a stipulation means that person carries it from Survivor Series to the Rumble, which is the largest gap in pay-per-views in WWE in one year. So it gives a built-in story for that because he could decide the night before to announce when he's coming in or the night after he wins it. He could say, okay, I'm coming out 30 or I'm going to beat the the board and go 1 to 30. I like it. Still. My favorite part of the show tonight was the main event. That woman Charlotte match. got fucked. That's great. It's terrible. It's great because you mi- you missed my open as to why as to m- you missed my comment on Cam's open. If this is not proof that Vince is no longer there, I don't know what could tell you that. I need Charlotte as a champion. I want to see her beat the record. You are the only person that wants to see her beat it besides her. That's dad. not true. Allison would too. I don't. I thought it was a great match. It got to showcase what EO can do and it helps further the storyline. Um, I don't like Bianca being inserted into it. I wanted her to stay away for a little bit because I wanted to be able to see EO go versus Asuka again with Kyrie Sane involved. And I'm not well, sure we're going to get that now. Well, they got, they got, they got her long lost sister coming in. Jay Cargill, so that's why that's why it's happening. Yeah, but she's not going to be on SmackDown. We don't know where she's going to be at. Is she, she going to be on Raw? Is everything keeps be- going to Raw. But with the, what happened on NXT this week, we don't know. Because was she looking at, was she saying time is ticking for the NXT Championship or for Becky? Like itself. Bro. If you think that's anything less than a CM Punk reference, you're high. You guys are reading way too much into Clobbering time, motherfuckers. Get it right. I, no, I understand. I so. no. But not everything that they're doing is CM Punk related. No. Listen. And there's a lot of people that are thinking things that they're doing subliminally is mentioning CM Punk. Because Survivor Series is in Chicago. I mean, and even if they, even if they're not doing it to bring them back, they're capitalizing on what we're doing right now. No, I. That's what I think they're doing. I get that, but they literally sold three thousand tickets in two days from what they just opened up. Because I people think, think Punk is coming back at Survivor Series. I think one of the biggest takeaways here also is although Vince McMahon isn't in power anymore Vince long standing in the business and this has been adapted by other companies throughout history in wrestling and that's you don't tease something that you can't follow through with because if you tease your fans and then you don't come through you get fucking pie in the face 
That's been a standing unwritten rule in wrestling as long as they've been in fucking big tents. You know what I mean? You don't tease something you can't follow through on because if you don't, you look like an ass. If they're genuinely teasing CM Punk and then he doesn't show up, it does nothing but tease, cause a spike, and then you immediately look like a chump. Yeah, but, but Will, this is WWE we're talking about here. I think you're giving them a little but, too much credit. No, like, but they, they've always they've been done it before. So they've never done that. They've never teased yeah, somebody yeah. and not they've, shown up. They've 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 teased a lot of stuff and it never it never happens. So yeah, they have. Yeah, they have. In regards to someone showing up on their brand on their shows, yes, they have. Name one person. Just to clarify something though. Triple H didn't have a problem with CM Punk backstage. It was Vince McMahon that had a problem with CM Punk backstage. Correct. And if Triple H is running creative, it's not a far-fetched idea that Punk is coming back. No, it's not far-fetched. And UFC and Endeavor is a big Punk thing considering he does commentary for them and shit. Who is he doing commentary for in Endeavor? He was doing some MMA stuff. that was attached to the UFC. Well, I don't know. I don't know exactly what company he's done it for, but he it no, but they're attached to the, They're like a baby branding up for UFC. This past weekend, when he was in Tampa, when they said that, or in Orlando in that area, and people thought he was going to show up, he was doing commentary for uh, MMA. Last weekend, but yeah, see, him. it's yeah, UFC's NXT. Who comes to mind when you were saying that about them teasing? I just mean in general out? that they've they've done stuff similar. Is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that. Is what I'm saying. I think the. I think the big return leading into Survivor Series is is not Punk is fucking Orton because apparently they're digitalizing, they're moving stuff now for promotion purposes of Randy coming back. They have all new merchandise ready, prep for him. Yeah, I'm hyped for that. Ain't nobody more hyped than Sammy. <laughs> That's a That's fact. The truth. <laughs> hey, something we agree on, Cam. That's a fact. <laughs> what else was good tonight on SmackDown? Uh, we had we had Montez and uh, Santos Escobar. Oh, um, that was a good. That was a good match. That was a good match. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad Montez Ford won because they definitely needed. They definitely needed that win to keep the keep the momentum going for that faction. So I liked it. How come they don't like, call uh, themselves the Almighty Prophets yet? I mean, that'd be a banger name. They should. I was surprised that they called uh, um, Waller and Theory A Town Down Under. I, I was actually surprised yeah, that they called them that. They did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just, they didn't need to make that name official now. So I think that's a stupid name. What? What'd you think of Cena? I didn't realize he hasn't won a singles tight a uh, singles televised match yeah. in over five yeah, years. He, he he said that before, I think, once before that he hadn't won a match that long. Um I don't know. So for me, I thought I feel like that was a pointless segment because it was just like 
I don't. I mean, was it was, was it just a match? Was it like an unsanctioned match? Was it like a street fight? It's it was weird because he like alluded to like him retiring, and then it was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm fired up. Whoever comes to that curtain is getting smoked. This is like weird. It's setting that up. Like, that was like that was like the one thing I didn't like about tonight. It's setting up a match between Cena and Solo no, at yeah. Crown Jewel. I, I realize that now, but that's what it, that's what essentially he was doing. I have an unpopular opinion. You're about to ruin LA Knight's momentum in two weeks. It's not unpopular. There's a lot of people that are worried about that. That's very possible. I think they're going to find a way to not have him lose while not winning. DQ? Doesn't win the belt? Yeah, I know, but they got to figure out a way to do it that something hasn't been, that they haven't really done recently. This is the issue with somebody so red hot going going against Roman because we just saw it in Elimination Chamber with Sammy. Because everybody thought that was the time for Roman to drop the belt. Sammy was as hot as the sun. You weren't going to get any red hotter. And now you're looking at LA Knight in the same frame and you go, okay, if not now, win. So if he does go in there and he does lose to Roman, how long of a build back up will LA Knight have to do to make it convincing? Even if he loses in a dirty finish and Roman has the bloodline come in and everybody does it. How long of an uphill battle will LA Knight have to do? Are they going to start building a multiple series feud? Do they start building? Because if everybody's pushing to Roman and Cody at 40, that gives us survivor series. That gives us crown jewel survivor series and Royal rumble. And then it immediately shifts back to Cody and Roman. If that's what they're wanting to pull the trigger on at 40. So we've got 60 days for an L.A. night push. You can't do it. Well, you could, but you can't. It would be a really congested push in 60 days if you did it. There'd be too much happening all at once to rebuild them. It just wouldn't work. So what would make the IWC happier then? Seeing L.A. night get that push? Nothing. Or would Cody... You that's, know, a, that's, one, a, that's a losing war. Well, you're not going to make them happy. Well, that's kind even of the, even when you get them what they want, they're not going to be happy. In a lot of ways, WWE pushing Roman to break Hogan's record. If they want that to be the feasible case, then they've backed themselves into a corner where they have no choice but to send their biggest stars at Roman to lose. How long will Roman stay red hot working part time and chewing up the biggest stars? How long well, before I mean, the fans turn on him? For as long as they want him to, I guess. We saw it <laughs> happen Paul, to Cena. Logan Paul we saw it happen to Bianca. <laughs> I think Logan Paul sounded like somebody who just finished wrestling school. You can tell how green he is. Yeah, but he definitely took a shot at Roman because he said the last time he fought Mysterio, Roman was still a full-time wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is hilarious coming from him. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, whatever. that was one hundred percent a handwritten line. But it's great. Oh yeah, it was good writing. But that's the point. Even Logan reading lines, you could tell how green he is. His in-ring work is far surpassing his character work and mic skills. That's all I've got to say. Great. I think so. I think I, I think his I, I think his mic skills aren't necessarily 
bad because I think his I think his mind skills are just are just good enough to where he gets to the point of getting heat. So they're just yeah. not refined. Yeah. But not it's not smooth and you know, it's just not, but Okay, so looking at it like that logistically, then does an arena arena league quarterback does that give him the same right to play in the NFL? Then he's just not as refined as an NFL quarterback, though. I want to touch I mean, on something that that's and it's not wrestling related at all. They're encouraging the NFL players to participate in flag football at the Olympics. Yeah, I know. So that's the most American thing on the planet. So you're telling me I could see what's his tits from Kansas City throw it to the fucking math teacher down the road? Like, (laughs) is that what I'm about to see? That'd be great. That'd be fantastic. So, to be fair, Shadow, I feel that's the way they're going with the real NFL. With all these rules and changes that they're making. Oh, yeah. Like they want to take out, they want to take out another type of tackle, and ban that type of tackle as well. All right. Listen, just, the world isn't the world doesn't want contact sport anymore. Let's just be let's call it what it is. Yet yeah, UFC is insanely popular. Yeah, we have all these Karens out there. Oh, don't hit my kid! Shut up, bitch. <laughs> I. I'm like, I want to mention what Shadow said about the backstage segment with uh, Pierce and Aldis. I thought it was great how Aldis took control of the situation. And he was he was like, make sure he gets out of here to escort him. And then Pierce is like, no, 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 I can do it. He goes, okay, security, escort them both out of here. Like, <laughs> it was just, get off my show. Like, you don't belong here. I have a quick NWA question for Mr. Gray up there. What's up, bud? Could we potentially see an Aldis versus Pierce match in the future? If they were smart, yes, but I don't know what Adam Pierce's health is like. There's a reason why he stopped working in ring. The scrap daddy's body couldn't keep up with it. Um, right. So if I think if there was somebody that was going to be able to work safely enough with him to give Adam Pierce one last match, I think Aldis would be the guy to do it. I think that would be a good mid-card accentuation point at Survivor Series? Would that be Nick Aldis's in-ring debut against Adam Pierce's in-ring return? Because I know they're both NWS, so I'd ask. So is Abyss. I, 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 never, I never knew. And Adam so Pierce. is Colby Carino. And who else? We counted. I think I counted seven the other day that are currently on the roster that have held the 10 pounds of gold. Cody. AJ Styles, Cody, R Truth, uh, Bobby Roode. Uh, no, Bobby Roode held the impact. He never held the TNA title, the 10 pounds of gold. But I think there were eight of them, is what we counted. Current WWE roster members that held the 10 pounds of gold. That's cool. That's crazy. I mean, it was at one point during the Roman Reigns with Adam Pierce that we thought we were going to get a Pierce Roman match. And everybody was hyped to see that because people want to see Pierce back in the ring. I want to see I want to see Roman and all this. That's what I want to see. That I think would be a good match. 
Aldis will eventually get back in the ring. But I like what he's doing now. I think he's going to be great as the GM. I got a question for you three, because GMs are a thing again for the millionth time. Is the GM thing in WWE just a failed concept at this point? Failed in what way? Just in general. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I would say failed, but it's a. I think. I think it's. I think it's a tired concept. But they they have it just for the brands. They're just figureheads, anyways. They don't really have any power. Um. So yeah, I just think I just think it's a archaic concept. I think, like any TV drama, a character is only as good as how well you write their part to be. So if they want Nick Aldis and Adam Pierce to be good general managers, write them good parts. I think they've started right now with Aldis. I think he's off to a good start. It just depends on. Uh, what they do going forward. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to touch on about SmackDown tonight? Uh, Hurricane Helms, he saved Jimmy Uso's life. When he got thrown over the barricade, Hurricane Helms caught him. He was right there, held him in those arms, nestled him like a baby. <laughs> Shane Helms saved Jimmy Uso's life. So, I, I, so I'm glad you brought that up because I, I kind of wanted to touch on that. So um, I think that was during when uh, Cena was fighting solo and then Jimmy came out and then uh, and then Jay came out and he, and he reveals, you know, he takes off the mask and he reveals it is Jay Uso or whatever. I felt like they shouldn't have, I felt like they he shouldn't have revealed who it was. Like just have him come out, get attacked, and then just jump back over the guard, guardrail as security is chasing him out. And then run back and just don't reveal that that was Jay Uso. The reason reason I say that is because they they could have they could have built on that a little bit going into like next the the next week like next Raw or something like that, and then had to be revealed that it was Jay Uso that attacked him. So I did it for the Raw. I mean, because he left SmackDown and he's in Raw, so it's like you know don't keep like jumping back and forth type thing. So I don't know. They should have just kept mystery. Touch. Cam said it doesn't necessarily need to be a mystery. It just made no sense for a run in there from just a random Jay Uso appearance on SmackDown. Like Jimmy wasn't scheduled to be out there, and you just, oh, here's Jay. Wait, what? I don't know. I Jay was getting, he was getting back at his brother for costing him the titles on Monday. For sure. Okay. I, I, I understand that. Yeah. And I also think this is the best way to book brand splits. If you want to have a raw member of the roster come into SmackDown, he's not a member of that roster. He should have been handled the way Jay got handled the night. Get that man out of this building. He's Mm -hmm. not on my team. You know what I mean? That's a good way to book brand splits to make them matter. If they want to make them do it that way, make it to where if a raw member shows up on SmackDown, it means like, Nick Aldis just kicked a WWE employee out of the building. That means something now. He showed up. He messed up on Monday Night Raw. Aldis said, not my circus, not my monkeys, homie. You take care of your yard. I'll take care of mine. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this is what I was talking about when I said Triple H is booking the way they used to. And when you look at Raw 25 25 years ago, 
10 million people were watching Monday Night Raw. This past Monday night, 1.5 million people were watching it. You want to get back to 10 million people, book your shows the way they were booked then. And that's what Triple H is doing. He's making every minute mean something. Facts. Yeah, like I said, like I think that I agree with what Will's saying. Let, that's how you book it, I believe. You know, um, you don't just have just random superstars show up on each other's brands. If if you have a SmackDown superstar show up on Raw, have them be met with uh, just a wall of security. Like you, you treat it like it's a freaking invasion. Like what are you doing here? Type thing. That's that's how you make us care about about brand splits. That's how you make brand splits matter. So I, I definitely agree. And I did, and I liked how they how they handled that with you know Nick Aldis stepping in, taking charge, and be like, hey, get him off my show. He's not a part of SmackDown. So I like that. I think we're about to see that over the next four to six weeks, building into Survivor mm-hmm. Series, that style of yeah. booking. Yeah, I think that the only before. ones that'll be the exceptions will be the ones that have the titles, like the tag titles or the women's tag titles. I'm right. here for that kind of booking as long as it continues after Survivor Series as well, not just Correct. because it's Survivor Series. Yeah, for sure. I hope so, too. Um, I agree with what Jamie said. 2016 SmackDown Live versus Raw was fire. Yeah, it was. It definitely was. Um, oh, there's an, there's another thing I wanted to touch on too. I almost forgot. Um, we saw a uh, we saw a return uh, teaser promo for um, Iodon <sighs> Alpha. Um, I'm hyped for that because they're, they're they're hyping up their return and they're going after the women's tag team titles. So please, God, get the titles off Chelsea Green Piper Nevin because they're not doing anything with those titles. And I and I and I want. I want to care about those shot titles so bad. And I feel I like mean, they, they got a raw deal. Like after after they combine the titles from SmackDown, we haven't seen them since. So yeah. I mean they're not defending the titles, but they're kind of making them feel important again. By being on all the shows, people are talking about them again. So it's I feel like it's something that's helping build up the women's tag division, even though they're not not defending them. Oh man, Lexus King gonna be beast. Ugh. What's that show from twenty twenty that everybody is obsessed with? Tiger King. Tiger Yeah, that, that's what it reminds me of. Is this manager going to be named like Carol Baskin or something? Stop. Stop. Is she going to whack him? So, not to get off on uh, a sidetrack here, but you know he chose his na- the name himself, right? Yeah, that still doesn't mean he doesn't look like fucking the guy from Ti- from Tiger King or whatever the fuck is called. <laughs> he does. Yo, he does. <laughs> That's great. Uh, okay, can't wait enough. to meme the shit out of him for it. <laughs> That's great. Um... Anything else uh, you want to touch on before we move into our NFL picks? Oh, oh, so so the ending of uh, of uh, EO and and Flair. 
So after the match, or I guess the ending, the ending to the match, and after the match, we kind of touched on this earlier. Does that does does this inadvertently make EO heel now? I mean, I guess she already kind of was, sort of. I don't know. I kind of look at her as kind of a tweener, but the whole beat down of Charlotte, like this. I guess that kind of makes Charlotte now the face, and then she's the heel essentially. I mean, Charlotte's been a baby face for the last six to eight months already. Right, but like she hasn't been getting the baby face reaction. Like she got booed tonight, she, and then because no one wanted her to win. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So that doesn't really make her the baby face. She's kind of technically that's whether she's a baby face or not. They're not gonna boo her. They're not gonna cheer her when she's going for a title. No one wants her to win. They want her to be away from the title picture for a while. Because every time she's wrestling, it's for the title. <laughs> yeah, but you also just swung Bianca back into the title picture, too. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I know. Emotion. Pretty much. Stupid. So, so I, guess we're get, I guess we're getting a tag team match at Crown Jewel. Give me a Bianca fatal five just like the Raw um, Women's Champion. I don't I know. Saying, that's what it looks like. So I don't know. Because WWE actually has a show that same night. They have two shows in one night? Yeah, there's a yeah. show in the States. A super show. So a lot of people are not going to be at Crown Jewel. Al and I were looking at the schedule. Over the next 90 days, they do that like three times. Where they're running house shows in two different cities. Oh, it's a house show. I was like, wait, like yeah, a super a, show. Yeah, it's a it's a house show. It's a super show, but it's you have Gunther defending the IC title at that house show. Yeah, I was I was I was massively confused on that. I was like, wait, wait a second. You have EO Sky <laughs> defending the championship at that house show. Oh, okay, all right. So uh, I don't know the, what the other, they're planning. The other thing, the last thing I, that, that I want to talk about, what that happened on SmackDown. I love how they showed. Um, the fact that uh, Crown Jewel had uh, was sold out already, and they were like, "Oh yeah, more tickets will be available." Da da da. I thought that was hilarious because they they are flexing on AEW. They were just like, <laughs> "Suck my balls. We can actually sell out shows. You guys can." I love that. I thought that's funny. So, it's a bot <laughs> show. It's a bot show. It's a bot show. It's a bot show. The Saudi government. Looks at WWE and says, "We want your biggest stars. We're going to buy ninety thousand tickets." In a lot of cases, the Saudi shows haven't even been canon. Like they'll just do random shit, like letting Mansoor win because you know, like they've done really random shit at these Saudi shows. So I yeah. think with it, yeah, they can flex to AEW and go, "Yeah, we sold out eighty-five thousand seats or whatever it's going to be." But with it being a bot show, that would be like Eric Bischoff and Antonio Inoki going, we sold 150,000 tickets. Like, no, you didn't. North Korea made their entire fucking country show up for it. Like, you didn't sell shit. You know what I mean? That's kind of where WWE's at with these Saudi shows. Fair. I will say, um, from what I had read tonight, WWE is playing on making this a big show this year. And it's yeah. supposed to be like comparable to almost WrestleMania. 
in regards. I, I, to I think this. I think we're looking at one of the best, if not the best, crown jewel. I think they've put on because Here's the card right now is stacked. I don't want to make this at all, at all, a political statement, but Scouts will understand what I'm saying. The U.S. shot down two cruise missiles today in the Red Sea that were fired from Yemen. Okay. Those cruise missiles had to go over Saudi Arabia to get where they were. Like, if shit keeps escalating in the Middle East, WWE is going to have to rethink having a show there in two weeks. Mm-hmm. This, I'm, I don't want to, this to become a political conversation, but in two weeks, that legitimately might be a war zone. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're stupid for going over there right now, given what's happening over there anyways. Facts. Absolutely. Um, if I haven't said it already, I'll say it now. Like I when you know, with 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 an with a war already going on not far from Saudi Arabia right Saudi Arabia right now, I don't feel like they should be going over there anyways. Like you're like you're putting everyone that's going over there in danger anyways. Like you don't know what's gonna happen. You know what I mean? It's it's war. Like you can't predict what's gonna happen. Like oh yeah, they're 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 several hours away. We're 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 fine. Yeah, that's what you think. Yeah. You, okay. We'll see about that. You know what I mean? Like don't don't put yourself in danger like that. Like I'm pretty sure they had issues when they were doing the uh, the the shows for, for like the for like tribute to the troops. Like they had problems then. So it's like they should have learned. They should learn from that and and apply that to this. I get it. Overall, I feel it was a good show tonight. Good start to going towards Crown Jewel. Uh, They've advertised some good stuff for next week already. Uh, Even though next week will be on FS1 and not Fox because of the MLB playoffs. You have Roman versus LA Knight for the contract signing. Hey, Sammy, what's going on? What's up? Um, yeah, but it looks like they're putting big players on next week to try and keep that ratings up because normally FSF, FS1 ratings are roughly around a million or so. So they want to make sure that they're beating that. All right. Anything else before we go to the uh, football picks? Yeah, can WWE stop referencing uh, NFL shit because it's annoying? Do cool do Fuck the bloodline is. And you could you big? And you could you big? Shut up, bitch. <laughs> All right. Oh, look who appeared. We got a random sighting of Jamie tonight. Jamie! So, let's go on the order of the uh, picks. We're going to start with the Vegas versus the Bears game. Give me, give me, give me the Bears. Cam? Uh, give me the Raiders. Where are they playing? In Chicago. In Chicago. 
Bears by 14. Duh, Bears. I have the Raiders. I'll say the Raiders by three. Just because I want to see Sean sweat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next game we have is Cleveland versus the Colts. I'm going with the Browns. Yeah, give me the Browns. Yeah, give me the Browns. 100% the Browns. Best thing to ever come out of Indianapolis was fucking Peyton Manning, and he's really from Mississippi. That's so a fact. Yourself. <laughs> I, I'm taking the Colts. All right. Next game, we got the Bills versus the Patriots. I fucking hate you guys, but I'm taking the Bills. Give me Buffalo. And I'm a Patriots fan. Uh, Buffalo, Buffalo by a million. Wow. Wow. Pretty much. Give me the Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Bills. Well, this is going to ruin uh, Will's streak of t- uh, picking a team name that starts with the letter B because we have the Commanders going against the Giants. So. <laughs> As a fuck you to Scouts, I picked the Commanders. Um, I'm going to make this a political show. Give me the Redskins. Until Dan Schneider stops being a piece of shit and sells his team, I'll never pick them. So whoever plays the commanders. Uh, Give me the commies. Okay. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) That's what people call him, Shadow, unfortunately. I know, I know. (laughs) I I am... As as a card carrying Native American, I'll I'll still call it what what it is. All right, Falcons versus Bucks. Buccaneers. Yeah, give me Buccaneers. I picked the Falcons for my fucking boy Bo. Falcons. Falcons by a hundred. I picked the Bucks, but I'm gonna switch it to Falcons. You're switching. Yeah. I'm taking the Falcons as well. We got the Detroit Lions versus the Baltimore Ravens. Lions. Yeah, give me the Lions. They're on a roll right now. Give me Motor City Dan Campbell and the Lions. Well, who are they playing? Baltimore versus the Lions. You know what? Fuck Wheezy Blonde. Baltimore by a million. Jesus Christ. Jeez. <laughs> I'm taking Detroit. What about Nate? Next we got the Steelers versus the Rams. Cam? Uh, give me the Rams. We're terrible right now. I'll go with Rams as well. In the words of Mike Tomlin, we do not care. But give me the Rams. <laughs> Who are they playing? The Rams Steelers versus the Rams. Um, Ben's not the, the quarterback anymore, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the, who, the quarterback? The, the Rams. The Rams. Is Matt Stafford still play for Rams? Yeah, no. I was about to say, will yeah. Jeff Fish is the coach of the Rams, and they're in St. Louis. 
<laughs> wow, that's cold blooded because you realize they were the ones that beat us in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, that was 2002. <laughs> no, it was 1998, sir. You were a baby. Um, I'm going to pick the Rams. <laughs> I wasn't even born yet, so there. In 98? I was 13, no. dude. I was that doesn't make it any I'm more literally better. almost old enough to be your dad. I was three. <laughs> So. No, you are old enough to be his dad. Come on, thirteen years have kids. You were thirteen. I was thirteen in ninety eight. Yeah, Christ. That Scott was like forty seven in ninety eight. So you're fine. I was, si- I was sixteen. So fuck you, Shadow. <laughs> oh, Scott! I always forget Scout is older than I am. Um, Cardinals versus the Seahawks. <coughs> versus the Seahawks. Cardinals. Seahawks. Um, give the Seabirds. 99 then, sorry. Um, Cardinals, random fact. You know the Arizona Cardinals are the only remaining team from the original uh, NFL? They're one of the founding charter members of the league, and they're the only one left. Now that you said that, they're probably going to sell the team. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to change the name? They've been from St. Louis. They went from St. Louis to Austin. Yeah. To Boston and then Chicago, to Chicago, back to St. Louis, then to Arizona. Yeah, they're going to sell the team to the to Alaska and call the Alaskan Blubber Nuggets. Mark I'm taking the, the Alaskan I'm Aces. The Seahawks. What do you take? Who'd you take, Cam? <laughs> uh, give me the uh, give me the Seabirds. The right, shit. Next game we have the Packers versus the Broncos. Broncos are a reliable vehicle, but I gotta give it to the Packers. Give me the Packers. Russell Wilson has more bathrooms than touchdowns. Packers by a million. Yes. Spread a little love on it. Give me the Packers. You said the Packers game? Yeah. All right, we got a clean sweep for the Packers. Next game, Chargers versus the Chiefs. I'm going to Chiefs. 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 No-brainer. And uh, Taylor's boyfriend. All right. The Kansas City Taylors. Yeah, the Kansas City Swifties. game we have is the Sunday night vehicle. You have the Dolphins versus the Eagles. I love the Mm -hmm. fact that the Dolphins coach rips his dad pin on the sidelines, so I pick him to single-handedly win the game by himself. Give me the Dolphins. I take the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the Dolphins. A word for uh, Will, Kurt Warner. What about Kurt Warner? Won the Rams at Super Bowl. Oh, I know who he is. He was also bagging groceries the fucking week before the preseason or whatever the goddamn story was. Yeah, Kurt Warner in, in Iowa. <laughs> yep. And he yeah. was with the, he was with the Giants before that. And he was in the AFL. That's why he was bagging groceries because he only got paid during their season. So in the off season, he had to bag groceries and work fast food and shit. Which I think is an awesome story. Yeah, that's what all pro athletes should do. I'm sick of these overpriced fucking babies. And we have the Monday night game of the week: San Francisco 49ers versus the Minnesota Vikings. They should have they should have flexed this game out because this matchup's terrible. Give me the 49ers. By a mill. Brock Purdy is going to lead his team to success. They're going to fumble their way in whatever. This is the pro equivalent of the Egg Bowl. Give me the Niners. 
I picked the Niners, but I'd love it for the Vikings to win, just like so I watched the Niner Nine gang fucking cry out in the streets somewhere. That would be oh. beautiful. Like they did last week when they lost to the Browns. That's what happens when you get exposed. Or you lose your two best players to injury in injury. the middle of the game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap everything up. Um, anything you guys want to say before we give our uh, sign off? I have absolutely no fucking clue what I'm doing with the NFL picks, so enjoy those. <laughs> I just want to say again, Will, Shadow, thank you guys. I'm just here because they're a bunch of marks. Again, Shadow, do you know what that word means? Yeah, I told you. It's what my wife gives me every time I don't listen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, where can we find you? First and foremost, thank you guys as always for allowing me to hang out. If you want to find my shenanigans, check my link tree, the Will Gray. You'll find everything I do for Rivet City Radio, Botch Boss, and Share Shots off the top media in Creation World. Shadow? You can find me here Monday nights. Sorry for the interruption. You can also find me on Saturday nights with Ringside Chatter. I'm not here this Sunday. And if you really give a shit about my content, head over to TikTok where I don't even give a fuck about it. And that's that guy Shadow.91. Jamie? Diamond Set Wrestling off the top media. Friday Night Review. Dig it. All right, Joe Dirt. Cam. Uh, you can find me on TikTok, and my stuff is in the chat right now. Um, you can find me right here on every Friday night with Friday Night Review. You can find me on Wednesdays on River City Radio with The Boom. And on Sunday nights on River City Radio with the table spot. And yeah. All right. So just a little housekeeping. Uh, Make sure tomorrow night right here on Off the Top, make sure you check out Ringside Chatter. It's going to be myself, normally with Shadow and Mick Duster. Uh, Shadow will not be there. So we're going to have at least one special guest, maybe two. Then on Sunday, all on River City Radio, you're going to have River City Red Zone at 1130 a.m. Bot spots and chair shots at 8 p.m. and table spot at 10 p.m. Make sure you check all three of those out. Monday night, right back here at 11 p.m. is sorry for the interruption. Yes, Cam. Not me. No. Uh, yes, Jamie. Question for Shadow. So is that like, is that saying it's 10 10 or is it 250? What? The clock. That picture. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's lunchtime is what it's saying. Okay, that makes sense. Pardon me. Oh, shit, Jack's going to hockey. If um, you want to find me, I am here on Off the Top as well as on YouTube. And then... TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter's off the top media underscore. Hope everybody has a great evening and we'll catch you all soon. Hi, Daddy Harder.